So welcome back to Business Building by Design. And um, I just wanted to say what a delightful conversation I had today with Heather Dominic. She is both highly sensitive and highly successful. And for more than a decade, she has trained and mentored highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders so that they're able to work less while making more impact and income. So today I'll be talking to her. We're gonna be talking about overwhelm, work-life balance and how to keep everything balanced and keep from getting yourself into overwhelm but also what to do once you've gotten into overwhelm so without further ado here's Heather Dominic so hello um today I have Heather Dominic and she is here to talk to us about her business and how she got started and um what she does so I'm gonna let Heather just take over the microphone and tell her story about what she's doing, how she got to where she is and what makes her special. So go Amazing. ahead, Heather. Thank you so Amazing. much for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so happy to be here. I just, I love the style of your podcast and the focus. And I think it's so important, especially for women to be having conversations right now about how to start a business, right? And how to really get a business off the ground just now more than ever, like our creativity is needed, our ingenuity is needed, our ideas are needed. So um, again, so grateful to be here and really, really appreciate the space that you're holding. So um, speaking of like getting businesses off the ground, <laughs> I am actually celebrating my 20th year of being oh, wow. self-employed. Congratulations. So, thank you. <laughs> That's I know, like it feels, Yay. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like almost more important than my marriage. <laughs> Both are a lot, you know, of like just, you know, pure, pure love and and, and, and devotion. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it feels like a, just a real triumph to hit the, the 20 year mark. Um, and my business has gone through a lot of iterations in those 20 years. Um, I would say probably what's been most important is, uh, you know, every step along the way, I've just really, really deeply like listened to my intuition regarding, you know, how I'm being called to step forward and serve. Mm -hmm. So my first business iteration was as a nutrition and wellness coach. And I came from being, uh, believe it or not, a high school drama and English teacher. Mm -hmm. So coming from the public school system to like starting a business, I literally now I just, I seriously, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I did the same thing. I don't know if you have heard me talk about that, but I totally, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Grade, it is right? crazy. It's right. crazy. Yeah. I, now I know that like just all those skills that I use in the classroom, like I really have transferred and translated to, you know, running a team, serving a community, really supporting my members and clients, like truly like in my heart, it all comes back to teaching. Absolutely. You know, just really like how to empower others to like go out in the world and, you know, do good work. Um, so nutrition and wellness, and then it shifted from there into supporting other um, primarily women who were also in like wellness businesses. And I kind of know it's kind of hard to like imagine 
now where we're at, but at that time, it was kind of like unknown for like anybody to be able to be like in the wellness practitioner field full time. So uh, I had gotten my business to that full-time place and I would be meeting a lot of other women again, kind of like in the wellness world and arena. And they wanted to know like, well, what are you doing? Like, how are you doing this to be able to do it full-time? And I started sharing and that was kind of what started to make that first transition from coaching people on their nutrition and wellness to supporting others in wellness and being able to grow their business And then, you know, about eight years in um, from a a really challenging and difficult time, I discovered that I'm a highly sensitive person and I didn't even know what that was at that time. And, and, and also again, at that time, there weren't a lot of people talking about like what it was to be a highly sensitive person. It's much more, you know, prominent and well-known and kind of in the zeitgeist these days. Understanding that I was a highly sensitive person really was revolutionary for me. And it just changed everything about the way I was going about being self-employed. And then very similarly, as I really got myself into a place where it was like, oh, okay, I have to go about marketing differently, selling differently, operations differently. And then I started sharing that with others who are highly sensitive as well. And now for over the last decade, I've really been growing this highly sensitive leadership revolution, supporting others who are highly sensitive, who desire to be self-employed, who really want to be empowered to be able to lead in their lives and And that is now the work that we do in the highly sensitive leadership training programs. Voila. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, congratulations for your 20 years. That's amazing. I'm I'm in year eight. So, and of course (laughs) I've told my listeners, you know, I came from that teaching educating background, but I think so much of our job is educating. We're just educating others. We're empowering others. We're doing the same thing, just on a different platform, different level. And that's um, right. You know, and, and truly, I think um, I was just talking to somebody today and they were like, you know, people just think, oh, you own your own business. Ah, you can do whatever you want. Hey, but, you know, here I am today cleaning and, and sorting and, and um, doing all the things that, you know, normal people do. So anyway, and it's about serving, like you said, serving is such mm-hmm. a, a big part of, of owning your own business. So um and I think if you're not ready to serve others, then you've got a problem because that's what self or being a self-employed is doing. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. if you're a service-based business, right? I mean, if you're selling widgets, then more power to you. Right. But if you're working with people, yeah. then yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially again, now more than ever, you know, we, we need people out in the world doing good work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about um, two of the things that I would, uh, you know, was really excited that we're going to talk about is one, how to create a true work-life balance without burning out. I think that's something that we struggle with, um, especially as women, um, mm-hmm. because we have so many other hats that we have to wear. And I've talked about that before, but also how to stop overwhelm from holding you back in your business. So let's first touch on true work-life balance and how to keep from burning out. So talk to us a little bit about that. Absolutely. You know, so as I mentioned, you know, I'm a highly sensitive person and I serve and support other highly sensitive. So I'm going to talk about that for just a moment because 
actually dovetails into my different approach sure. to that work-life balance and different approach to overwhelm. And at the bottom line is it doesn't really matter if you're a highly sensitive person or not, because we all have a nervous system. Um, but let me again, just kind of share a little bit. So uh, being a highly sensitive person is uh, actually uh, psychologically research based. It comes from work that was done starting in the mid 1990s. A woman by the name of Dr. Elaine Aaron is one of the researchers who's most well known because she's written a book called The Highly Sensitive Person. And in short, what it means to be a highly sensitive person is that your nervous system is wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who's not highly sensitive. So that could be anything from like sight to smell to sound to energy to information, emotions. And that different way of the nervous system being stimulated creates a different way of how you process and experience the world. So I share all of this because my work, again, in service to highly sensitive people who, who desire to be self-employed is all nervous system based. And like I said, whether you're highly sensitive or not, it's absolutely supportive when it comes to things like work-life balance or overwhelm, because we all have a nervous system. Sure. So I know for me, like when I first discovered one that I was highly sensitive, it just changed everything about literally how I was doing everything. And then it also really brought this entirely different level and dimension to the way that I thought about and the way that I approached things like creating a schedule for myself mm -hmm. or how I approached tasks. And there was like this light bulb moment, this kind of like clicking of pieces into place where I was like, oh, like that's why a lot of like those tips and tricks and hacks of like how to have balance or how to manage overwhelm like weren't really working for me because though they were maybe valuable and really supportive for someone who's not highly sensitive, they tended to be just kind of more intellectual. Right. Right. And, and then I started to realize like, Oh, like this is really about how I manage my actual nervous system. So we'll start with overwhelm for someone who's highly sensitive. Overwhelm is not like having too much on your to-do list. Overwhelm is a literal physiological experience sure. where you can almost have the sense of like, uh, like you're, you're literally what's happening is your nervous system is flooding. So the neural pathways that run from the nervous system through the heart to the brain actually become like you can, in a very oversimplified way, think of it as like, like crowded, right? Like almost like a lot of fish trying to swim, like up a stream. If you have just a few fish, then it's like, yes, we're swimming. It's great. We're procreating. It's all great and awesome and wonderful. You throw in a ton of fish. It's like, wow, it's like really crowded in here, right? Sure. There's like nowhere to move, nowhere to go. It's like literally like your system shuts down. So when it comes to managing something like overwhelm and the nervous system, I really like to take the approach of being proactive before the overwhelm hits. Yeah. 
And again, this is applicable whether you're highly sensitive or not, because we all have a lot going on these days. So what that requires first is to anticipate and expect overwhelm. I know that sounds so simple and kind of crazy, but what tends to, for highly sensitive people, take them out when it comes to overwhelm, and again, for those who are not highly sensitive, is like almost being surprised by the overwhelm. It's like, oh my gosh, like, how do I have so much going on? (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's like, it's kind of like it comes out of the blue, but with like, the way that our world is these days, and especially choosing to be in business within the way that our world is these days, if you anticipate overwhelm, one, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Two, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It actually means that you're taking care of yourself and of your business, and then therefore the people that your business serves by expecting the overwhelm. So that's number one. Number two is then to use a tool that prepares you to manage the overwhelm before the overwhelm hits. So this is what I refer to as energy management. And the energy management that I teach is, again, about all being proactive rather than like a lot of energy techniques. There's like what to do after the nervous system is already flooded, the energy management that I teach is let's prepare for it before it happens. So I'm a real big fan of putting pen to paper when it comes to that proactive management of energy, of overwhelm, because of the kinesthetic aspect. And because you're a previous teacher, you know, you get it, (laughs) right? So you can even do something as simple as one of the energy management tools that I teach is called scripting. Um, It's had definitely, it's not just created by me. This is the way that I use it. And that would literally be like, you take less than five minutes, you put pen to paper and you script out your day, almost as if you're like writing a play for the day. So it's not a to-do list. That's not what we're talking about. We're, we're literally setting the scene. And as part of like scripting out the day, you bring in how you're going to feel and how you're going to manage any aspect of overwhelm. And what that does is, again, you're activating through that kinesthetic of pen to paper, you're activating the nervous system, firing into those neural pathways, connecting the heart brain to the head brain. And it's like, it's almost like you're throwing out a buoy, or I like to say, like rolling out a red carpet for the day. And you're like, this is how it's going to go. So then when suddenly things get too busy, right, or something unexpected happens, um, somebody, you know, is sick at school, has to be brought home while you need to like be working with a client, you know, the dog choose your favorite shoe, whatever, um, the neural response is already going to be calmer then if you were bracing against it and trying to like with all of your might pretend that it wasn't going to happen. Right. Right. So it literally is again, like you're training the neural pathway 
for anticipation. And then if you want to just like have some fun at the end of the day, you can look back at that script that you set out and kind of see like, oh, like what did happen or didn't happen or how did this go or how did this not so much go? And then you can use that to carry forward into how you might script for the next day. You can also take scripting and you can use it just for a certain situation, right? So anything that maybe typically overwhelms you, like giving a presentation, you know, or a podcast interview, uh, you know, or, you know, I don't know, maybe you're a person who has social anxiety when it comes to going to an event at school for your kid or something like that. You can take pen to paper and script out just for that event. And again, I know it sounds like so, 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 so simple, but it is, but it's simple and yet profound. And that's what's really, really amazing and incredible. And that's the shift with that nervous system response to overwhelm. I think that's wonderful. And, uh, and I tell my listeners all the time that I keep a journal. And of course, every morning I try to do that, meditate, script out my day, get myself prepared, even just like you said yesterday. So we, we have this wonderful weekend and we get up and I'm still getting ready. And Brett's on his way to work and he calls me and says, Hey, my motor just blew up in my truck. So it's like, you know, something, things are just going to happen. So that consumed the rest of our day trying to get that settled. And now we're down to one vehicle and, you know, just things happen. But if you're in the right mindset or you um, prepare yourself and say, Hey, not going to let this happen. My day's going to be this, this, and this then you're ready for it and it doesn't overwhelm you. So I totally get it. Yes, exactly. So much of what creates that experience of overwhelm is the meaning that we attach to it. Right. So we can all, again, we can take all the tips and all the tricks of like how to manage the to-do list, but at the end of the day, we're all going to have a really long to-do list. Sure. Sure. We just are. Right. And at the end of the day, there's things that are going to get done on that to do list. And there's things that aren't going to get done on that to do list. And it is about that meaning that we bring to it so that the more we can, again, proactively manage our energy, then the things that are going to get done, one are just going to happen that much more easily. Right. And probably because of that, you'll actually end up getting more done on the to do list or at least have an easier time prioritizing what is most valuable to get done for a second, third. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And yeah, I'm a huge component of um, kinesthetics and doing and like if I want to think my best, I go for a walk. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Or, you know, but I'm all about scripting, journaling. Um, it's just, it's just something about it when you put it on paper or you're in the motion of actually doing um, your thought process is so much smoother. I, I don't know how to explain it, but that's just what it is. It so. is. It's so true. And then what I always find like just so fascinating and interesting, like for the members in the highly sensitive leadership training programs is then there's also this level of resistance to it. Yeah. Right. Even though, like I said, it sounds so simple. So it's like, oh my gosh, like, why would we resist that? Right. Why would we not do that? And then that really comes down to that element of consistency. Um, When, you know, within the leadership training programs, I speak of the three pillars, which are community, core practice, and consistency. And it's that consistency piece that makes a difference as well. Again, you can script like just for like a situation, right? But it 
when you really develop an ongoing core practice, Mm -hmm. just like any muscle, it builds and it strengthens. So that's also super cool to track over time because as you do and you are tracking, which is again, part of the value of bringing pen to paper, because you can literally go back and look, right? And you'd be like, wow, like 30 days ago, like A, B or C, like totally like flipped me out when it would happen. And now after being in this core practice for 30 days, I don't get flipped out anymore. And that's like really, really an amazing aspect, you know, of that ability to be consistent. Like I said, we tend to resist it, you know, we're human, right? So any aspect of change, even if we have a sense that it's going to be helpful and supportive for us, we will kind of like tussle with it. Right. And that's just then where that community piece comes in and being able to be surrounded by others who are kind of on a similar journey as you and, and receiving support and accountability, even with something that again, sounds so simple, right? Like, Oh, I shouldn't need help with that. Mm -hmm. And it's like the more that we can just be like, okay, yeah, you know what? It's actually better if I'm surrounded by others who are kind of in the same, you know, journey as I am. Um, it's just going to be that much easier. Okay. So on the flip side, so I know like if we can be proactive, but what happens if it catches us off guard and we get into that overwhelm, what are some things that we can do to um, readjust or get back on track? Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's going to sound so, so simple, but I'm going to go back to, you know, that at the core of everything that I teach and train on, it's really about the nervous system. So very, very simple, yet again, super, super effective technique. If you suddenly find yourself in the midst of massive overwhelm is hand on heart. Literally take the palm of your hand and place it on your heart. Now the actual physical response is that the nervous system will immediately begin to calm. You can take that to a next stop with a strong, steady breath. And I'm always a power of three. So to just give yourself space, hand on heart, three strong, steady breaths. Now, literally we can do that in under 15 seconds, but what's going to happen physiologically is again, think of all of those fish swimming in the stream, right? And then suddenly they're just going to clear. They're all going to like jump over the waterfall, get to where they need to go. And there's just going to be like a few fish and like the nervous system is going to calm. What happens when the nervous system calms? The nervous system again, then makes the connections to the neural pathways in the head brain. And then what happens? Oh, then we actually have access to some creative solutions, right? We have access to that part of the brain, right? That is just going to allow for some inspired ideas to come in. It's literally when your nervous system is flooded, when you're in overwhelm, there's a part of the brain that's called the limbic and it kind of works like, you know, like the a cover, you know, like on a can, right? And the, the cover on the can is like opened when you're in overwhelm. And I really refer to that as your lid being flipped, literally. And when the lid is flipped, it's like all the fish can come in. Right. And there's just like, you just cannot even like grasp like a 
thought of like what to do next. It's like kind of like you're frozen and then you close the lid. That's what the hand on heart does. And this strong, three strong, steady breaths, you close the lid. And then that gives access to the part of the brain, which again, gives you creative solutions. I also love hand on heart because you can just do that anywhere. Oh, absolutely. For us, if we wear necklaces, yeah. you can kind of like just pretend <laughs> like you know, you're just kind of playing with your necklace, right? right? And um, and nobody even knows the wiser. Nobody's the sure. wiser. But sure. instant access to, again, that part of the brain is going to give yeah. you those creative solutions. Yeah. Well, I think that's so great. And, and two, you may have to do that a million times before you get, you know, you have to train yourself and how sure. to, it, again, it goes back to that consistency and training your practice and yes. just recognizing those triggers, recognizing what, you know, what gets you overwhelmed. That's right. So um, that takes time. And yes, I know, so, you know, if, encouragement is to keep trying hand on heart. Yes. If you have to do it 20 times a day, it's okay. You know, Absolutely. Just, it's just, actually really good for your nervous system. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, you know, keep at it, even if, um, you know, you're struggling with that right now. So, okay. So, um, what are some ways that you think that it holds us back in our business? Just having that overwhelm. And, and I mean, just, I mean, I think we all know that, but just actually, listening to someone else say it and sure. to, to see how much it impacts our businesses. Oh my gosh. Um, absolutely. I mean, really, truly so much. Yeah. Um, I have one of my core teachings uh, in the leadership training program is what I refer to as the highly sensitive coping cycle mm -hmm. and the highly sensitive coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. So there's three coping mechanisms that I've identified that really activate for us as, as highly sensitive people. But again, you know, very common, whether, you know, if you're a person with a nervous system, mm -hmm. um, those are pushing, being a pusher, being a hider, um, or being a combo platter, which is you flip flop back and forth between pushing and hiding. And the reason I'm speaking to this in response to your question is because I am definitely a recovering pusher. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask the question of like, well, how does it impact the business before I had developed this teaching and I don't even think I, I, I can't remember if maybe I had just discovered that I was highly sensitive. It was kind of somewhere around that time frame, but I had this moment, I was working from home and I, it was literally like, I had this like out of body experience. It was like, I floated above my body and I was like watching myself move around my apartment, like a chicken with its head cut off. Yeah. And I remember like, being like just shocked and like kind of like really embarrassed yeah. and just even like a sense of shame. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? And then I remember having like the thought connect of like, if I keep going like this, I'm literally going to like dead stop drop. Right. This cannot continue. Sure. I'm, I'm not going to be well. And I didn't even know at that time that that really was the start of what later were um, some, you know, health repercussions and consequences, but at least I had the wherewithal to like right. have thought. So it's that moment that I always go back to and really emphasize why it's so important to be proactive with the way that you work with your nervous system 
system, how you manage that shadow overwhelm and how important it is to begin to change those coping mechanisms. And why that's so key to kind of emphasize Mm -hmm. and highlight is because coping is coping, right? We've all developed ways of coping that have served us well up until now. Yeah. When it comes to like taking on an endeavor like self-employment, taking on an endeavor like leadership, coping to get by is not going to be sustainable. Sure. And that's the point that I kind of really want to like highlight and emphasize because in the moment that I was running around with a chicken, like my head caught off. Like, it wasn't great, but that moment by itself, I don't think if I hadn't kind of had that out of body, like looking at myself, be like, yeah, like, so what's the problem? But it's that moment times another moment times 10 moments like that times 100 moments like that, where then it is going to, you know, suddenly feel like it comes out of the blue, but it's going to pile up. Mm -hmm. And it's going to uh, really be detrimental. Um, So it's going to be potentially detrimental to your health, which is what I experienced, it's going to be detrimental to your business and how you're actually able to be able to be sustainably productive long term. And, you know, God forbid, cancel clear delete is going to be detrimental to your relationships as well. And we don't want that for anybody. No. And I think um, so many people think that that way of doing business or that way of living is normal. And it's not. not. And and it it will literally kill you. I mean, it's just, it, it will eat at you. And, and it, and like I said, it took me a long time to recognize that just like you, you had that aha moment and that out-of-body experience and you recognize that. Um, I, I think sometimes it takes that. And now I know that I can't let myself get there. So if That's you're right. living in that sense of, if I can just make it till Friday, if I can just make it till Saturday, if I can just make it till this is over yeah. or this is over, then yeah that's not okay. So you need to kind of evaluate, step back, evaluate what you're doing and, um, kind of regroup. So that's where, where you come in. Totally regroup, reset, right. And just be willing to consider the possibility of doing it differently. Absolutely. That's really it. Right. And again, we all have our coping mechanisms because they've worked up until now, Mm -hmm. but taking on something like self-employment is like, oh, wait, this is a next level. Right. This is a next level of operating. This is a next level of living. So I actually can't do just what I've always done. Right. I do have to, again, anticipate, right? Be proactive to consider like, okay, how can this be done differently so that I can be, you know, of service to others, myself included, long term, long term. And I really, again, emphasize that as well, because I know there's so much, you know, just hip and hype, like all over the place about like, get this and get it in this short amount of time. And, and I'm all about sustainability. It's like, how long do you want to be doing this? You know, and like, what do you want your legacy impact to be? Absolutely. That's that's really, you know, the ultimate place to be thinking from and then to be, you know, creating from. Absolutely. Um, Well, I feel like we could talk about this for days, but um, 
I want you to tell our listeners like how they can get a hold of you. Some maybe something you've got coming up, uh, where they can find you, some different programs that you might offer. For sure, absolutely. So www.businessmiracles.com. So businessmiracles.com. Um, there's a free assessment there for you. One can just kind of help you understand if you are highly sensitive and to what degree are you highly sensitive and how to start working with that. You'll get a free success guide as part of that resource. Um, podcasts, starter kits, connect with me on social. It's all there. Businessmiracles.com. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes, but I love that name anyway. Um, well, good. Uh, well, I'm so glad that you came with and met with me today. Um, is there anything, just one thing that you'd like to tell our listeners? I would just say that if you've had the inspired idea to start a business and to be in business, you've been given that inspired idea on purpose. Absolutely. So there's going to be fear. Mm-hmm. There's going to be overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Follow the thread. Yes, absolutely. Well, again, I'm so glad you joined me today and I thank you so much for coming on Heather. And um, I do hope our listeners will go and follow you on your podcast and it's uh, www.businessmiracles.com if you want to go online. So again, I'll put that in the show notes. Okay. All right, Heather, we're going to sign off and I will hopefully talk talk to you later. Mm -hmm. It was so great talking to Heather today and just a few takeaways one is, you know, we have to serve others and being um, successful in our private businesses, in our small businesses, serving others, empowering others is something that is a staple for me and my business. And I hope it is for you. So, you know, trying to empower other women to do the things that they dream about or, you know, what's going to be best for them, Uh, just empowering others and serving them as well. Uh, The next thing was, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed or trying to keep from being overwhelmed, script out your day, set the scene for your day, whether I've talked to you before about journaling and the importance of journaling and just getting things on paper, that kinesthetic action of writing it out in a journal is the way to go next consistency be consistent and i've told you this before as well you know developing a practice even if you mess up once you get started you know they say it takes 30 days to to develop or 21 days to develop a habit you know it's just being consistent trying again and again and again even if you don't get it right the first time being consistent and try and keeping the goal in mind Also, the way to deal with massive overwhelm is hand on heart. Put your hand on your heart. You know, she talked about even if you ladies wear a necklace or something, you can do this any time of day, anywhere you are, and practice that breath work, power of three. Three deep breaths, and I promise you that will take you a long, long way. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you want to reach out to Heather, then I'm including her links in the show notes as well. So thanks. And I hope to talk to you again soon.